0: I just need some efficiencies because I have these windows to work and I have a kid that I am committed to parenting in a really present way. And so I need to just work smarter.
1: Welcome to the Smart Gets Paid podcast with me, Leah Niederthal. I help women land higher paying clients in their independent consulting businesses, but I've never been a salesperson. My background is in corporate marketing. And when I started my first consulting business, I learned pretty quickly that it's about a thousand times harder to sell your own stuff than it is to sell someone else's. So I taught myself how to do it, and I created the sales approach that I now share with my clients so they can feel more comfortable in the sales process, get more of the right clients, and get paid way more for every client contract. So whether your client contracts are $5,000, $100,000, or more, if you wanna work with more of the clients you love, do more of the work you love and get paid more than you ever thought you could, then you're in the right place. Let's do it together. Thanks for tuning in and don't forget to rate review and share. Hey there. Thanks for joining me in this episode. I hope that wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this, I hope that you're having a good week, making some good progress on your business and also taking some time for yourself. I'm feeling somewhat, I guess, relaxed or refreshed after this weekend. My sister and I went on a sister's trip to Montreal. I flew up there on Friday and my sister lives in Vermont, so she drove up and she met me. And we spent a couple days, you know, eating. I mean, oh my God, we ate so well. This was my first time to Montreal and I had no idea. The food is incredible. We got a massage and we did the steam room. We did a little shopping. At the end of the night, we just like got into our beds and read silently. It was, it was great. And I mean, my sister and I were both moms, we're both business owners. And, you know, we have just that general level of responsibility that all of that entails. And I think a relaxing weekend to just hang out was just what she and I both needed. And, you know, the last time we took a sister's trip, it was to Portland, Oregon. And I knew it had been a long time. Like, it had been a, a while since we took that trip. But I don't think either of us realized exactly how much time it actually passed because we played it back and we had gone to Portland in 2004. You guys, that is 20 years ago. That is way too much time to have passed between sisters trips. So we decided that this is going to be an annual thing or at least like a, you know, every other year thing, because there is no reason to let that much time pass between sisters vacations. So I hope you had a great weekend too, whether you were at home or somewhere else, and I hope that you also spent time with people you love. All right, so let's get into the episode, shall we? So early on in my business, I got an email from someone and the subject line was like, it started with, you know, RE, like it was a reply to something I had sent. And I opened the email and the first line said, I'm so, so sorry. And for like a millisecond, I was like, what are you sorry about? She went on, she goes, I'm so sorry it's taken so long to get back to you, but we've gone over the proposal and we're ready to move forward. And I read down in the email thread and was mortified to realize that I had sent her a proposal and I had completely forgotten about it. Like I just, I never followed up. It just like disappeared from my brain. And I'm so lucky that, you know, even though I wasn't thinking about it, she was. And then she got back to me and wanted to work with me. And like, I was lucky because I got that client like by the skin of my teeth. And I realized that I really needed to get organized so that I can stay on top of things, like stay on top of the clients I was talking to and where they were in the process and, you know, who needed a follow up or who needed to hear from me. And the thing is that I'm really an organized person like in my life. And I love systems and tools and technology But I think I was just going so fast and trying to do the things that I kind of forgot to be organized. And I was doing a lot of these things for the first time or doing them for what felt like the first time because I was doing it a new way that time. And so I kind of wasn't even thinking about, you know, quote unquote efficiencies or streamlining because I was just trying to like get things out the door. But I mean, I teach how to get consulting clients like I teach selling what does it look like for me to let a potential client fall through the cracks? And just for some icing on the cake, early in my consulting business, when I was doing like all the things, you know, how you're supposed to do right at the beginning of your business, just like do all the projects that come your way. I even did some CRM implementations to help my clients get and stay organized in their marketing and in their sales activities. So after that, I decided that no matter how fast I was going or no matter what I was doing, I needed to at least stay organized. And since then, I have been. And it's made my life so much easier. It's reduced my stress and nothing falls through the cracks. But I remember how, I don't know, I guess scattered I felt, you know, back before I got things together. And so I really feel for my client who I'm talking to in this episode, who's feeling like she just needs to get herself organized. She has potential clients, like she has these organizations coming to her to work with her. But the problem is, she just feels so scattered in trying to talk to all of them and trying to lead the sales process and help them say yes. So in this conversation, we're going to talk about some quick wins that she can use to get organized and how to work smarter, not harder. And as you'll hear, that allows you to reduce your stress and anxiety, but it also actually helps you get more clients. So I want to send a huge thank you to this client for allowing me to share this conversation with you. Take a listen. And at the end, I'll come back and share a lesson you can apply to your business. I'm super excited to have this call with you.
0: Me too. I've been really looking forward to it. It has been so awesome to dig into the resources. I am loving it. I'm so much.
1: Amazing. What do you like? What do you love? Tell me about it.
0: Like the peer mindset was a game changer for me, and going through my emails and noticing because I thought I already had that, but then looking like the specifics of looking through my emails and being like, "Oh my god, I'm thanking you and sorrying you all over the place." Mm. Like the the actual ways that can show up at behaviorally, getting that specific and geeking out on that is awesome. And then I'm working on my painkiller just because. To get started. and Because why not? Because so we're going to do it anyway. Focusing. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: Oh, that's great. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. It's like
0: exactly what I've been craving. I get so many referrals and I am still bumbling through what it is that I do. And this kind of clar- like way of organizing and clarifying what I'm doing is so helpful.
1: Oh my gosh. This is going to be so awesome. Yeah. So let's... I love this energy to start. So... The purpose of this call then is to talk through what might be on your plate or on your mind as you're coming into this program so that we can just get you some answers, get you some next steps and clear some space for learning, right? Without some of these like lingering major questions. Um, Awesome. Great. All right. Yep. So let's start with the first thing first. Um, Talk to me about what's on your plate, what's on your mind. Okay.
0: I made a list. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So I was thinking about it. And the thing that I really want is to describe what I'm doing more clearly and more impactfully. So one, I really want to just have that sentence of describing what I do, that is as energizing as I feel about the work that I'm doing.
1: Okay. So that's one.
0: And two, I just really need to feel more organized. Like I need, I think I need a CRM and I can't figure out which one to get. And so I have notebooks after notebooks. I have Excel, I have everything is, I just need to feel more organized and I need templates in order. I was thinking it was about the branding, but really I just need one invoice that I am like repeating some key emails. I just need some efficiencies because I have these windows to work and I have a kid, that I am committed to parenting in a really present way. And so I need to just work smarter.
1: And you wanted to keep your afternoons. Is that right? You wanted to keep your afternoons free yeah, for like your after child? three.
0: Yeah. There are some evenings that I can work, but, and it's negotiable with my partner. We can work things out. But right now, I just feel like I'm scrambling all the time and I'm spending time. Yeah. Just on. Looking up the contact information for this person, which is in this email. And this one is in this old Excel spreadsheet. And this is in LinkedIn. Okay. And then the other thing that stresses me out is LinkedIn. I just don't know how to do LinkedIn. I don't even care about posting. I just need my profile to be something I'm a little more proud of. And that's tied to how do I talk about what I'm doing? So those are the things. Okay. Say, are... Talk about what I'm doing. Some systems and LinkedIn are my...
1: Yes. And all of those things are so connected because we're going to get into the sales process and the conversations and all that. But getting winning a new client or a new contract or gig or what have you starts with how they think about you before they even get on the phone.
0: Totally. Exactly. Right? And I'm getting referrals and people are excited about me. I don't have a good follow up. I just don't follow up on so many people, like why? it's there. I trust it's there, but I just
1: why, yeah, why do you think you're not doing that?
0: I just don't fit it in. I'm like so focused on the gig at hand, and I'm I don't know. I write every email from scratch, so I'm trying to tailor what I say I do to each person that reaches out. I mean I'll follow up, but then when they don't follow up again, I lose track of them, and mm. then I remember, oh, I should follow up with that person or there was yeah. this one really strong referral. they talked to me as if it was a dead deal. I actually like gave them so much they they kept wanting me to revise my proposal based on conversations they would have with their board and the conversations they would have with their staff to make it more I was like on the phone with the chair of their board over the weekend. And then they fucking went with somebody else. Um, It's so frustrating. I know that they love me. I know they liked what I'm putting out, but the other piece is that I'm not always, I'm hearing what they say, but I'm not doing in the painkiller statement. I'm not always giving it back to them in a way that is resonating, especially when it's, I don't know how to. I can go way into
1: detail about that. but I don't No, no, that. no, no, no. I'm getting a. I wanted to make sure I, I had a thought and I need to write it down before I f- okay, forget go. it because I want to share ahead. it with you. Um, okay. Like all these things I want to make sure I share. Okay. That is really frustrating, but it's also such a clear illustration of referrals are not a, a sure thing. No, yeah, a lot actually, of people think they are. I learned a lot. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people think they are like, I don't need to learn how to sell because they get referrals, but like not every f- referral is a yes, right? Totally. Um, it's more likely that they will say yes, but it's certainly not a done deal. Totally. And when you think about a process like that, like what happened with this one that came in super hot or, you know, it's not even coming in hot. They were very warm to you, right?
0: So warm. And they're like... Their relationship to the person that referred me was so strong. There was like a lot of trust there.
1: Yeah, yeah. totally. So it
0: was. They came in hot for sure.
1: Yeah. And then what we have to do is look at how do you lead this process? Yeah. Because I think it's also what I'm hearing is they led the process.
0: They did lead the process. Totally. Right. And I they was were like, very much A in little charge. dog jumping and responding and responding.
1: Totally. Totally. And one thing you're going to hear me say over and over and over is that we're always teaching our clients how to think about us. Yes. And so when it becomes like, can you revise the proposal the third time? Can you talk to our board over the weekend? Can you take this thing out? Or can you do this thing? And you feel like you are that little dog jumping through hoops. Yeah. You you have accidentally taught them how to think about you. Yeah. Yes. As opposed to what I, what we'll get to through our work together is this is how the process goes right of course there will be things that that come up revisions new and people who are brought into the sales process Mm -hmm. but you'll have a lot more tools to stay in a position of authority Mm yeah
0: all right cool what are my marching orders i know what are your marching (laughs) orders let's okay
1: we'll get to that in a second we'll get to that in a second I also do want to talk about the CRM organizing thing. Okay. So it feels like you're looking in different places. You're recreating the wheel every time. That's the gist? Yes. Just all
0: my stuff is in different places. Okay. And I don't have a place for that kind of like flow and to see in one place, who do I need to follow up with because I've already talked to them? Or did I send that contract out? Or did I... Like one yeah. client, I sent the contract out like the day before market. Like I just don't have an orderly thing mm. to help me stay on track, especially if I have multiple clients at a time.
1: Okay. Totally. I love this also because I'm like a total systems geek and I've tried like all the CRMs. Oh my so, God. so a CRM will help this. Two things are going to help this actually. One thing that is going to be your marching order, which is let's craft your sales process. Yeah. You do have one, even if it's a little, it's been a little loose. Yeah. All we need to do is put down what probably should happen in the right order. And then okay. even though, like we said, people sometimes people things don't go the right. Sometimes there's always a little hurt. Yeah, so it's that's fine, fine. fine. Whatever. Yeah. But no at problem. least you get to stay organized. Yeah. So I'm gonna there's a lesson. It's really fast to okay, create your great. sales process. And then let's talk about CRMs. Okay. There are a lot of good ones out there. It's sometimes it's really hard to tell. Which one to go with? Have you been looking around? Is that, you know, have you gotten to that point? I've
0: tried. I just get stuck on, I can't remember because it's been a couple of weeks now, but my clients are organizations and then people in organizations. And they make you, one of the ways that they have you describe your client doesn't work for me. And for some reason, it keeps being a rub. Yeah. I know there, I'm going to have to do a workaround with any one that I pick. There's not going to be a perfect one. But for some reason, that keeps being a hiccup for me.
1: Yeah. There are a lot of good things about... And I, I know a lot of clients, who, particularly those who do coaching, find a lot of value in it. But mm-hmm. I don't know that it's exactly the right one for you and the type of sales process you're leading, the, the way that people say yes. Yeah. And... I mean, it, it sort of okay. assumes that the person who you're interacting with is also the person who can sign and pay with like a credit card.
0: Oh, that's helpful. That is rarely the case.
1: Right. That's, They're not yeah. paying for that on a credit card. You right. Yeah, no,
0: totally. Yeah. So yeah, something didn't feel right about it.
1: But for you also, I would consider a CRM that sits on top of, I'm assuming you're using Gmail right now or yeah. G Suite. Okay. Yep. Um, that sits on top of that. So right, right. there are email, there are CRC, CR, like sort of native right, because what you don't want it, like anything that sits on top of email, like where the emails automatically are visible inside the CRM. What yeah, you don't want right, is right. some of them make you like forward an email into the CRM. I don't want That's, to do
0: that. I don't want to copy paste. No. I don't want to forward. Yeah, Yeah.
1: So there are a few good options there. So yeah, I think a CRM will help you... Okay. And really, okay. So I once wrote a guide. This is like one of my very first like downloadable guides, which nobody downloaded, but I was <laughs> proud of it. It was like how to choose a CRM. <gasps> yes, I will send it to you. You'll see all my old branding. It's different company name, but the one point I make in there is that a lot of these CRMs are actually the same. Okay. And so you should go with the one that is prettiest and you like using. Yeah. Because you have really to look at it. Matters
0: to me. I know. That matters
1: to me. Right? It's like if if the best CRM out there, you know, quote unquote, best is ugly and not user-friendly and works the way your brain works, then you won't use it. That's why I'm like, start with where you are. Start with something that lives inside Gmail. Okay, great. Or or rather not lives inside, but also as an option, sits on top of Gmail. Yep. So then let's talk CRM and then I want to share one other like tip for you. Okay. So once you and, and I want to connect with you before you do this. So it's not like I'm sending you all this information right now and like you just go off and I never, to okay. see it again. These are great questions for coaching calls. These are great questions as you start to put this together. Great questions to post in the Ask channel. You know, so there's okay. there's help. But the C, the thing about a CRM is most people will the way CRMs tell you to to start using the CRM and get it set up is actually backwards and it's very confusing. Yeah. Most CRMs will tell you that the first thing you should do is bring in all your contacts into the CRM mm-hmm. because that's how it organizes little entities and little people and stuff like that. And that's what also makes it very sticky for them. Mm-hmm. Right? If once you have all your people, you're going to
0: keep yeah, using the that software. Yeah.
1: But the real way to get value out of, C- of a CRM, especially for the type of business that you're running and-, and where you are, is to take what you're learning in the sales process module Mm -hmm. and set up your deals first.
0: Yeah, that's what I did. And that was how I learned I didn't like it.
1: Okay, good. Great. I'm glad you did that. And then you're like, no, this is not going to work for me. And then, so then I, after you have the deal set up or the pipeline, bring in only the people who you have active conversations with and put them in the right place in the pipeline. Oh, yeah. And then bring in everybody else. All
0: right. Okay. Yep, yeah, that sounds great.
1: Okay. But again, I want to there's a whole lot I can tell you about CRMs. It's funny. I for years I've wanted to do like a CRM set up your CRM boot camp. But um I was so locked into on the promotion hamster wheel between the two programs I was currently mm-hmm. offering that I had no room for that. Yeah. But now what I think we're going to start doing in the academy is running more sort of accelerator or like boot camp style
0: awesome sprints that's fun yeah so that everybody that's or everybody who fun.
1: who wants to work on that thing yeah. it's like okay for the next month we're going to get your crm set up and you're going to do it all together that's... and so in the meantime i will help you if, through the coaching and the the slack so that you don't have to wait oh. for for that change Thank but okay the other thing that i want to share with you and this is something that i've started doing in the past few years okay is Anytime you write anything, save it in a Google doc, like one Google doc for let's talk, let's, we can have a few, but like one Google doc for sales emails and another Google doc for, let's say delivery emails. I'm saying delivery as in like when you actually do the work. Okay. You could call it.
0: And they're all in one doc. For these two different... Yeah. Yes. For these two oh, use cases. I can just go to them and...
1: Yeah. I'm going to show you how, mine's, how mine are organized.
0: Yeah. It is awesome.
1: I'm going to share my screen real quick. So I have these. I happen to... I'm going to have more than you need. But emails for Academy member operations. Emails for one-on-one coaching. Emails for sales process. This. I'll show you. This is Academy member ops. I just wrote... Wow. We just wrote this email, right? We resched You just got this email yesterday. Yeah. We had to make a schedule change. I wrote it in here and Cass took it and sent it, but I never have to write it again. The next time we have to reschedule something, I'll have this as a template.
0: Template. Totally. Yeah. Great.
1: Same thing. Yes, with even
0: like, the leaves. I rewrite my leaves all the time. Totally. totally.
1: So, like, so this is like delivery stuff. This would be yeah. a similar delivery thing after the contract is signed. Totally. They get this email when their coaching hub is ready. This one.
0: Yeah. This is really cool. This is and, great. This is awesome. And then just bookmark
1: these. So it's
0: just a little bit of a habit change
1: around okay. behavior change around instead of writing an email in an email, write it in the um where it lives. Then bring it into the your into your email.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, great. And the last thing I want to just
1: offer on this is. This shift actually started a few years ago when Cass joined my team and she she got us thinking about playbooks. Mm-hmm. Like the things that you do, it's almost like adopt like a playbook mindset. So when you yeah. have a when you have an engagement, what things yeah. always happen. i have
0: been desperate for that.
1: Like emails to send or documents or whatever, it's this like can become a playbook yeah, for you.
0: Totally. Yes. Yeah.
1: All right. How do you feel? Better? Worse? The same? Great. Great. I feel
0: good. This is awesome. Yeah. I think this is going to
1: change things for you. All right. I loved that conversation because as you heard, I'm a total systems nerd. I actually added up the number of CRMs that I had either used myself or implemented for other people. And the total was 12, 12 different CRM systems. And if you are listening to our conversation and you're like, what's a CRM? CRM stands for Customer Relationship Management, and it's a type of software that helps you track your sales pipeline, nurture customer relationships, and helps you stay organized. And I actually loved that we were talking about CRMs because most people think that you only need a CRM if you're a big company. But the truth is that any size company really can and should be using a CRM. If the way that you get a client is through conversations and nurturing a relationship down the sales process, then you need a CRM. And especially if you're a consultant and it's just you, or maybe you and some contractors, you just can't afford not to be organized and to stay on top of your sales pipeline and the clients you're talking to. If you've only heard of one CRM in your whole life, it's probably Salesforce, which is the biggest. But there are so many that are right-sized for small businesses, And so many that are really good for like under, you know, 25 or 50 bucks a month. But beyond the fact that you need a CRM, I wanted to draw your attention to something in this episode and give you something to think about. So we talked about knowing your sales process. And we also talked about how it's your job to lead the sales process. Not only because it helps you get a yes, but how you lead the sales process teaches your clients how to think about you. And these two things are so closely linked, your sales process and your ability to lead the sales process. Because you can't lead the sales process if you don't know what your sales process is. And if you don't know what the next step is for the clients you're talking to. And then, you know, just bringing it back to your tools and your systems, you certainly can't lead the sales process and know where each potential client is in the sales process if you don't have a way to stay organized. And yeah, CRMs are great, but honestly, you can start with something simple. In my training on creating your sales process, after you go through the steps of figuring out your sales process, you use what we call the sales process whiteboard, where you lay out the stages of your sales process. And then beneath each stage, you put the name of the client that you're talking to, you know, at the right stage. And that way you can see what's in your pipeline. And it's simple. And then you would take that into a CRM and set up your pipeline in a more organized way. But that's how you can start. So the first step is knowing your sales process. And as you heard me tell my client, you do have one. And once you figure it out, you can stay organized, you can lead the sales process, and you can help potential clients become paying clients.